0: Learn more at marines.com. Okay, we're recording?
1: Yep. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. I'm joined by Jason today. Um. Yeah, these are always really fun to record after the Leafs get absolutely spanked by uh, the none other than the New York Islanders. I don't think there's a team in the league you want to lose 7-2 to. Like, think about each individual team in the league. Like, is there one where it's like losing to is like somewhat. Okay. Like think about it. like the, Iowa, the Ottawa senators, I would rather like they spend my spend five of my vacation days in Sudbury, Ontario, than lose to them. Um Montreal Canadians. I would, I mean, further up North, push it further up a couple hours, even further up North. And I'm not talking Muskoka. I'm talking, you know, somewhere where there's a mine of some sort, a nickel mine um buffalo it's the same sort of thing they have some pretty annoying fans there vancouver same sort of thing anyone uh, i don't think it, there's anyone like who, who would be I, I, the most the team you'd most want to lose to i guess that's a horrible question but
2: it'd be the new york islanders i think that's that's the answer just because it's it's like a multi-layered question for for or like multi-layered answer sorry because first of all their style of play is disgusting to watch and to make them look yeah, good offensively just hurts. Okay. That was That's 47
1: one. total shots in that game.
2: Yeah. And then two, they started chanting. We don't like whatever F you, John Tavares, whatever, like whatever. JT the, sucks. JT sucks. Followed Bro, by. He hasn't, he hasn't played for your team in five years.
1: was it followed, followed by? by? We don't need you.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> drunk calling your, your like grade seven crush when you're like 30 years old. Like grow oh, okay. up, move on. Like, like, what are you doing here? Like, it's been it's been five years since he's left. Like, grow up. Like, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I'm a player hearing that, like, hearing like we don't need you for the Islanders, and like, hey, maybe it was after year one five, but like, it's year five. It's year five. I don't grow know. Up. As
1: long as you can hear something, I mean, it's better than like, yes, yeah, playing in Florida if it was like four. You're down four two on a Wednesday in Florida. You could yeah. you could probably like. Yell at someone in the 300s, and they'd be able to hear you perfectly yeah. clear. They have a nice conversation, a talking conversation with someone in the 300s. So, to hear we don't need you to Tavares, I, I, it would be like, all uh, right, sure. But I mean, it's, it's at least the fans are getting into it. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you totally. That was kind of weird behavior to be, to be chanting that. Who the Leafs? It would be like we don't need. It would be like Bill Kessel. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I actually but, don't know. <laughs> Like, even if the Leafs were to chant, like, to Zach Hyman, we don't need you, like, even that, it's been two seasons now? Season yeah. and a half? Like, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> Move, who cares? We Moved on. Yeah. Like Bo Horvat now. But anyways, moving on. This game started so well. If you would missed this game, you're hearing me, like, that, that was our, our summary of it to start. This game started so, so well. It actually, like, I'm not being sarcastic here. It actually started very well. The Leafs go up one nothing. Sam Lafferty gets one off of his ass. Bobby McMahon gets his first NHL point. And then the pressure keeps mounting. The pressure keeps mounting. They, they're they getting chances. Uh, Mitch Marner feeds Eric Gustafson on a wide, wide open net. And I got to tell you, making those paddle saves like that, it's incredibly lucky, but they feel so good. He had the whole net. And Sorokin, out of nowhere just throws the paddle up and then I don't know had some chances after that, but nothing real. I think David camp had a breakaway. I don't know why David Camp is trying to deke on a breakaway. I don't know who he thinks he is. Um, But apparently he thinks he's a, he's a, he's a skill guy out there.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that was the David camp thing on the penalty kill. I don't blame him. He's like a little, maybe he was feeling himself a bit, but uh I think that was the inflection point of the game though was that Gustafson save. Like mm-hmm. feels like after that everything just kind of went downhill for us. Um and you could just easily see that puck going in and us and like the the result of this being a complete opposite where like the Leafs just smoke the Islanders after they go up two oh or was it two one at the time or two oh? Anyways. Um, it would have
1: been it would have been two oh. It was one oh yeah. at the time. Um like I feel like so there's the goal they mounted some great pressure after that. And then like, yeah, you're actually right. They did start to tail off after that. And then the Uh, Islanders scored at the beginning of the second period, I believe.
2: Yeah. And, and I feel like that's part of the Islander style of play. It's frustrating to like, I talked about it being boring. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's boring to watch, but it's like frustrating. It's neutral zone trap.
1: You know, it's actually, yeah. Like tonight's game. I don't want to touch on it too, too much more, Mm -hmm. but the way that the leafs were outchanced in ottawa and against carolina it like it it played into the islanders favor the leafs in ottawa and against carolina played the neutral zone horribly they could not have played the neutral zone any worse so many turnovers turnovers while guys are trying to change I don't know why guys are changing when we don't have possession in the neutral zone but that was happening in both of those games uh, just horrible puck management never getting the puck deep turnovers at the blue line turnovers at the red line everywhere in between in the neutral zone they played horrifically no possession no speed going through the neutral zone no setting up anything and, like when you're playing the New York Islanders who are going to play that neutral zone trap, which we saw all game today, you're going to have a lot of trouble if you can't figure out the neutral zone there so then when you think about it, like where did all the Leafs chances come from outside of the David Campbell, which was on the penalty kill it was off all the just, cycle
2: yeah, finding soft spots in the in the slot off the cycle, trying to like get behind yeah. the defenseman, like the only real good chance I could think of was they buried on it. The, the Marner goal where Marner was able to find that spot in, in this, in the slot. Was that,
1: Matthew's had a couple good chances in there. Um, as we mentioned, the David camp one. Um, I feel like there was a couple other chances in there, here and there. They got some good chances. I would say like they got a few good looks where if you're playing Mad show guard, you're, You'd have five tonight if you're playing Kotchikov, which both those guys are two young goalies. It's not a slight on them. They're just nowhere near as good as Sorokin. Sorokin's a top five goalie in this in this league. It's it, There's no debate about it, right? Yeah. Like, so, you, you play a hot goalie, and happens. he got you. No other way about it, yeah. right? But anyways... Not much more to say about this game. They turned over the Leafs turned over the puck 5,000 times. If NHL.com has any number less than 100 for giveaways by the Leafs tonight, they're undercounting it because it was horrible. Uncontested turnovers, guys just kind of standing there not really picking up speed, guys not being open and being a a viable option. On that goal... The the one where David Camp made the pass, it went through Aston Reese, and then it was a tip from Clutterbuck. I believe it was the second or the third one. There were seven. It's kind of hard to keep track. But Frankie Corrado on TSN 1050 actually brought up a good point about that. He's like, okay, David Kampf didn't give you the best pass there, but it was a nice play from Riley to Gustafson or Gustafson to Riley, either one and then to camp. And then you're you're keeping away from the pressure. David Camp is under pressure. He's not going to give you the perfect pass. Zach Aston Reese was standing still. Even if yeah. that pass was completed, where's that puck going?
2: Yeah, that's that's nowhere. That's, he, he
1: was he didn't put himself in the greatest position. Like just, I don't know, it was a it was story of the night. Dave yeah, and that's
2: one one problem with Zach Aston Reese's game. There is that he's never really never really active on the breakout. So um, yeah, something we'll touch on a little bit later. But um, yeah, other than that, like just top game all around, suffocating. Yep boring not fun to watch
1: it's um, never fun to watch a 7-2 game but like yeah. a 7-2 game where there was 47 total shots between the two teams that kind of sucks yeah but yeah no other way Anyways. to put it yeah anywho um let's get into the rest of the games Let's kind of amalgamate them i suppose mm-hmm. Um the Leafs, as you've mentioned, and you mentioned off air to me, the Leafs have won the expected goals battle since the trade deadline. How many games has that been? Fifteen? Nine? No, nine? I think eight or nine. I I, I just nine I... or ten actually, including tonight. Yeah, I closed the top. Because so Lafferty was... has played nine games before tonight. Yeah. I okay, believe. so then it's let's let's call it nine then. Let's okay. Let's call it nine. Yeah, the Leafs had nineteen giveaways tonight to the Islanders. Eight. Nice. Anywho, um, anyways, so there's been 10 games. We'll call it since the trade deadline, the Leafs have won the expected goals battle, meaning they've outchanced the other team, the quality of shots from the, like the quality of shots they've get they've gotten compared to the other team they've gotten, they've been higher or they've had a better expected goals in two of those games. Does that concern you at all?
2: Uh, yeah, a, a lot, actually, um, a lot it's, it's, it is quite con- It's, it's concerning. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to, the best way to put this, it's not, maybe not concerning a lot, but it is concerning because that's not something that like that's not very on brand for this team. And I, I shouldn't have closed that tab because I, I'm, I want to see like if we were losing the expected goal battle, because like we just weren't generating enough on average or compared to how much we normally would, or if it was like us giving up, a lot of chances, or if it was just a mix of both, right? The two games that we did, funnily enough, the two games that we did, uh, when the expected goals battle in was the last, was this one we just played, the Islanders game. I don't know how we won that one, which... but it's, uh, yeah. If anyways, b- before I get into the stats, I just want to mention it's from Natural Statric, five on five scoring and venue adjusted, uh, expected goals. So, um, if anyone wants to look that up, that, that's where you can find it. But yeah, uh, Islanders, uh, that was the, the game where where we won the expected goals battle, and then the Oilers game, which was a, Electric game, a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, we I think you're forgetting the Canucks game. Oh no. No, the, no, you, the Canucks
1: you, game forty seven point four four, really.
2: Yeah, so um yeah, so two games uh of the last nine where at uh, least won a couple of them, they lost a couple of them, but yeah, like their their play has not been as good or as strong as we've seen like sort of in the mid season, like the mm-hmm. middle of the season. Um and I think partially like if you're just going to like look like peel back the numbers and look look a little deeper into like the situation of the team well it kind of makes sense like new players on a new team like we have a lot of new guys achari o'reilly before he got hurt jake mccabe sam lafferty right like eric gustison luke shen new guys new places new faces uh and on top of that like our regulars who were pretty good at like maybe they weren't the best um like point producers or, or like uh Like scoring generating players, they did produce like expected goals, like positive expected goal shares. Both Rasmus Sandin and Pierre Engvall, uh, to the to the point of like almost to the detriment of them because like we regard them, at least I regard them as like oh they're they're, they can do these things, but they're not good at actually finishing. Maybe Rasmus Sandin a little less than Pierre Engvall, but yeah, like we we so those two things kind of coincide with that. Um, but I, I am worried because like this has to stop at some point. We only have like three weeks left, four weeks left until the end of the season. And this needs to be figured out
1: on top of that. 11 games left, 10 games left. I
2: think, I th- I'm not sure exactly how many games left, but yeah, on top of it's a
1: basic thing we should have.
2: Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's between 15 and 10. That's that. I know. for Okay. Sure. So no, well, you know what, now that I'm saying that last week, we said 15, so we're, I'm going to go with 11. Um, okay. but Yeah. So th- there's really no excuses anymore. Like we got to figure this out, right? Cause we can't go off the excuse of new places, new faces, right? Like, Brian O'Reilly's not going to play until like three games left in the season. So that's, he's going to have to figure that out quick. So we, we, we got to figure out that quick. Do you think it's a problem? Do you, are you worried at all? Like, is like my explanation kind of, is that, no, like it a, makes,
1: it makes sense. So that was game 70 tonight. We have 12 more games. Um, and it definitely does make sense. It is like, at the trade deadline, we liked the pieces we brought in. We liked what they brought. We liked their game with their respective shitty teams with all due respect none of their teams were playing very well, but like it hasn't quite clicked. I mean, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here and see how certain guys have been performing, but it's like, I, I don't know, like the, the team itself. So overall this weekend, I'll take this weekend as an example. They played seven defensemen on Friday, eleven and seven on Friday. Technically, ten defense forwards because Jesse Puljuarii knocked out Nola Chari. So we had ten forwards and seven D for two and a half periods. And then Ottawa, they went back to twelve and six. And tonight against the Islanders, they went twelve and six again. And then the ABS, they went eleven and seven. The eleven and seven just looked horrible. It did not look cohesive and. Especially, they gave up a ton of chances. Um, Even against Ottawa, I would say, too. Carolina more so. They gave up chances off of turnovers in the neutral zone, and guys were changing, as I mentioned before. Like, just bad line changes. It didn't, like, when you have bad line changes. Remember that game, game five against Columbus? Like, there was bad line changes that led to chances against? Like, it felt like that. And why is that? Well, because your, your lines were all jumbled. You have guys in places they usually aren't in. You have on top of that, um, you're playing an awkward number of players. Like you don't ha- you're missing a guy from one line, and then you have an extra defenseman when are they supposed to get out there? Like it just hasn't felt proper. And so we are trying new things. The Leafs are trying to figure out what their what their ideal lineup is going to look like. Not only which players are going to be in the lineup, but mm-hmm. where those players are going to sit. So but at what point do you actually like play games with that lineup? When are you going to figure out what that lineup is? Like what's the cutoff point where you're like, okay, like we need to start getting ready for playoffs. Like if you're not on the, if you haven't cut the roster for the playoffs, like you are going to be sitting from now on. And on top of this, like Matthew Nines is supposed to come in and sign an entry level deal. We already, we've already seen couple, we've already seen Ryan, uh, Ryan Tverberg out of university of Connecticut sign his entry level deal. Johnny Tyconic signed with the Marlies on an AHL deal. Like Matthew Nyes is going to be coming in April. It seems like how they're, they're running out of time to figure out this top lineup. Like there are 12 games, I guess six games should, I don't know. You should be able to build chemistry with your line mates over six games, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's felt bad. It's felt like just not, cohesive
2: yeah absolutely really? i didn't like well listen we did this last year right and like last year it's different because we didn't really make a splash in free agency we didn't really make like uh those those kind of ads but we were we were jumbling the like down the stretch we were moving up up and down the line but i think i feel like the only line that kind of stuck together was that first line because i think it was around this time last year when they started playing around with the uh, knee on the third line with camp and i don't know i might be yes. remembering that incorrectly but um yeah that worked out not good, but hey, we have a <laughs> we, we have a different look this year, so I don't blame him for trying. But I think the approach that Sheldon Keith is taking might be uh incorrect. I think it's, I think he's not taking the right approach to this. Um simple way. as that. But just because I, I feel like I feel like the most important thing is to get Jake McCabe's feet under him. I think that's the most important thing because of mm. all other than Ryan O'Reilly, obviously, like but he he Ryan O'Reilly's a vet. I'm sure you can honestly plug him anywhere and he'll be able to figure things out. Jay McCabe also like a veteran guy. Right. But I think Mm -hmm. his presence is a little Mm -hmm. more important because I think defense is a lot more. (laughs) It's a, it's a lot, it's a lot different than forwards, right? Playing defense is a lot different than playing forwards. And I think cohesion is incredibly important for defensemen. Um, I think that's like, I think you can jumble forwards more so than you can jumble defensemen because a lot of, a lot of forwards is like, I don't want to say it's less feel, but like, Def- knowing your partner for defensemen is like a, a very important thing to to do, right? Like knowing what they're going to do, knowing what their habits are, knowing their instincts, when they're going to jump up in the rush, when they're going to support you on the rush, right? Like you, you kind of saw it on the Riley Gustafson goal. Riley wasn't looking and or sorry, the, not the Riley Gustafson goal, the, the, the breakaway goal where Marner passed it to Riley. I think it was the fourth goal yeah. and Riley jumped up in the rush. And that's not what you should be doing. You should, you should identify that Gustafson's already up there. So either he didn't see that or uh, maybe that's something that can be mitigated when you're playing with a guy for many years, you know that he's going to jump up in the rush. So
1: um, yeah. Like, uh, no, no way. Riley and Gustafson were on, was was it Gustafson on the ice there? I,
2: I assume it was Gustafson. I'm not sure though. I don't, it I don't would make to,
1: sense because there was just nobody back there. And yeah, exactly. Well, so that, we all that, know that, how Eric Gustafson likes to play hockey.
2: So might've been Justin Hall might be casting stones at the wrong guy, but
1: um, again, it doesn't like that's beside either the way. Punt. Ryan or Ryan. I mean, Ryan Ura. Morgan Riley set himself up horribly for that pass. Like yeah. a, 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 on surface level, you could say, okay, Mitch Marner fed him a, a, a pass into his skates. Like, Okay. Well, his stick was covered. His stick was passed. Like you could have easily set yourself up if you slowed yourself down a little bit for a nice pass there. And like Mitch Marner is doing what he's supposed to. The neutral zone was locked down. You need to build speed through the neutral zone. So if Ryan, if Morgan Riley is going to be getting that puck, or if Morgan Riley's actually going to be like viable a viable option in that play, you need to build up speed from behind there. But you can't be flying up the ice like double covered and not give the the forward any sort of passing option like that. Like he just he set <laughs> yeah. Mar- Mitch Marner up to fail. It felt it felt like on that play. Like maybe it wasn't the best pass from 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 Marner, but like. Like he feed that to his stick and it's getting turned over either way. Like, I've, I felt like Ryan Mar- Morgan Riley put himself in a horrible situation there. Um, also, I, I just wanted to, I'm seeing this now. So, Nylander, since the trade deadline, has been on the ice a five on five for five goals, four and 10 against. His on ice save percentage is 8592. Not good. That's Not good. crazy. Oh.
2: Well, well like he
1: was getting, he was getting the benefit of PDO at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So now it's just, you know, coming back the other way. Yeah, happens. Everything regresses towards the me. mean. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Back to what I was saying about the
2: the lineup, though. I I, I want to hear your thoughts about like the decor and how we're like kind of deploying them. And I I know you don't like the seven D. And yeah, I, I I I I've come around to that more and more, especially with the way that we're deploying it, right? Because if we, I think I mentioned last show that the best way to deploy it is to have like specialty guys in the bottom, bottom three, I guess, yeah. as your, as your five, six, seven, and then let the top four play boatload of minutes. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what do you, do you think that like, I don't know, do you think that Keith should be trying to make more of an effort to get Jake McKay more stability?
1: It's a great question. I mean, TJ Brody didn't play tonight. Right. And then Mark Giordano didn't play. play. <laughs> Mark Giordano didn't play Saturday. And so it's like, hmm, like you make a great point. Jake McCabe is the number one player that you need to get acclimated into this team. He's the most important. And why is that? Well, he's going to be someone that's supposed to be playing over 23 minutes a night in the playoffs. He's supposed to be a big minutes munching defenseman. And so if you have him, you know, in limbo we don't know whose partner or who he plays best with going into the playoffs you're setting yourself up for a complete disaster so that's a great point there in terms of the other d like i don't know like should you be like at what point are you gonna stop with like shannon gustafson like i I understand certain guys need like i can see them next game maybe scratching someone that played this game and put. Putting... I'll
2: tell you right now, he's probably, he's probably going to scratch the little game. just yeah. because of that goal that came off that, even though there
1: was like, even though three... he had an assist too, he was the primary assist on the Lafferty goal, e- even though, th-
2: I mean that basically his goal, even though there was three or four turnovers just from Justin Hall's stick alone, that just didn't end up turning to a goal. You know, yeah. that the way that Sheldon Keefe kind of,
1: Everyone turned it over, though. Yeah, everyone's exactly. Everyone but, was horrible.
2: But you know that he just like Keith just likes to default to like the youngest guy making a mistake like that, and yeah, not not blaming him. Like again, like that that's a mistake. Those things shouldn't happen. But um, I think he'll probably get scratched. And like, I don't know. I don't know if that's good for Lilligren. I feel like last year we saw like whenever he got scratched, it kind of took a couple games to get his feet under him. He's exactly. looked good this year, and ever since he's been scratched, he's not looked that good. So it's I true. wonder if there's anything. This game I
1: thought he was playing well up until that, that turnover. And That's then... the thing. He he
2: looks good. Sorry to cut you off there. He looks good, but like it's these like small moments where he just makes these like weird errors that are uncharacteristic mm-hmm. of what I've seen earlier
0: in the season. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: like this has just been some awkward hockey from the Leafs. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. when and then when you look at uh I don't have it in front of me. They're the record since the uh the record since the all-star break is, I believe it's like 10, not 10, six and one. That would make absolutely no sense. I can't find it. They're above 500 anyways. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah I think we? I
2: think you're right with the 10, six and one. I think that's the right, like something around there, but like, they're not losing games. It's not like, let's say, it's not like a referendum on the team. We need to it's five, two and one. Yeah, so it's like it's not like it's a referendum on the team. Oh, sorry, it's
1: five, three, and one now. So close to but five hundred. Like, yeah. yeah, but again, like, I, I, I don't know. Like when you look at it, okay, Edmonton, you got pounded. Calgary, that was a very close game. That was a solid game. Whatever, Vancouver. Mm, you know, bit unlucky, had some chances early, didn't win. New Jersey slightly New Jersey slightly outplayed the Leafs in that one, but the Leafs played all right in that one. Edmonton, they played, they were the better team. The Sabres, it all fell apart in the second. Colorado was just a very tight game. They took way too many penalties in that one, which really, really killed them. Um, and then you have the Hurricanes, the Senators, and the Islanders this past weekend. Like all of them has just been Awkward, not good start to finish. And like, I don't like to, to make huge deals of like, Oh, like a regular season loss, like go full. uh What is it? Toby Maguire? What's that movie where he's with Natalie Portman and he's destroying his house. I don't know. I gotta Let's find hope- it anyways. um, But like, it's been, it's been what? 10 games. We'll call it of just like awkward looking hockey.
2: Yeah, I don't know, and, and I don't, and it's scary because like we're we're getting close to the playoffs now, and like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, and yeah, I'm feeling the 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 vibe of like, hey, like let's just get in the playoffs, and it, honestly, maybe that's the maybe that's how the team feels too, right? Because it, listen, if we look over at the NHL scoreboard tonight, Tampa Bay lost to the Montreal Canadiens. We're not the only team in the playoffs that is that are losing games to like bubble slash non playoff yeah. teams, right? So it's not like. It's just the, I think the, the most had
1: 47 shots and lost to Dylan Ferguson.
2: Exactly. And I think and it most, might not make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And the most important
2: thing is that like that, uh, the most important thing that worries me is that it does, it's not looking good. It's not like bad process, right? Yeah. Like I always preach process over outcome and the process just doesn't seem like it's there. And I don't know if that's because the lineup shuffle or if it's because of just the disdain of these last, 10 games, 15 games, whatever it is. It's looked shitty since Ryan O'Reilly went out. Yeah. Because then uh, the
1: lines have not made any sense since. Yeah, that's a fair point. So maybe like, it is. Sam Lafferty is not a center, in my opinion. If you want, like, he, I don't know. Like, he just chases the puck too much. Yeah. And, like, I, in my opinion, actually, Sam Lafferty, like, going back through a few of his plays, like, he's he's had some moments with David Kampf. He had a good slip backhand pass um, Carolina uh, in the Carolina game with him. I think there was another chance with uh, in the Ottawa game, maybe here and there Um, like Lafferty's had flashes, but hasn't quite been able to look consistently good, but it's also like, well, why is that? Well, he's playing a lot of center. I don't know. And it's just been an awkward fit.
2: For sure, and his. I think it's like I like I like when he plays wing, and I think <laughs> yeah, it's funny because we're or we're, I'm getting so um like I don't know what the word is not scored um anyways like we 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 were like gushing about him after that one game at center um at least I was not you sorry I don't want to lump you in there but
0: no I was center, I, I was like hey this against, line could work because against it, the it Devils was, right
1: yeah it was yeah. against the Devils what was the next game after that they probably mm-hmm. lost. Oh, is that a Oilers game? Oilers. The disaster one. Yeah. Um I don't remember what happened there, but I don't remember how long they kept it together. But yeah, that was because they had Nylander and Yarncroc on the line. I don't know. Like I don't think it stayed together that long afterwards, but no.
0: yeah.
2: But I, I I I agree with what you're saying though in the sense that he should he should in th- he does in theory work and in practice with David Can. Cuz yeah. The the hubbub of Pierre Angball. exactly the hubbub of when Pierre Angball was traded it's like hey like look at David Camp with without with with Pierre Angball. it's like we need a guy like him who can play there he is that's literally like a, a perfect guy for him to play with but it just looks that's like that, yeah it just looks like the opportunity hasn't been there since Ryan O'Reilly's been hurt but it's ironic because when he was healthy we also didn't do that because we had was it Achary playing three C or Camp playing three C Achary playing four C. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, something good. like that. So, um, just funny and kind of awkward to see that, but yeah, I, I like I like David Kim. Maybe we can transition into like the forwards. Yeah. Talk a bit. Um, because let's do it. Because this game in particular, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it right now. This yeah. game in particular, and I think like the, the Senators game as well. Matthews rocking his own line. No, no Marner. No Kerfoot, No. JT, not that he ever really would have, would play with JT, but yeah, not none none of the big guns on his line, and he's just kind of rocking and carrying his own line, a la Sidney Crosby, back in 2016. I want to say, anyways, probably every his, year, actually, in his, <laughs> his <laughs> pretty much career. every year. But um, yeah, the the Matthews rocking his own line, and like if we're gonna start like from the bottom, just talking about David Camp working with Sam Lafferty, and work our way up, like Matthews, like. Do you think that he works alongside those two guys? you think he can make that work? like what do you think works alongside
1: uh, Kerfoot and yarnrock? Yarncro- um yeah. he works with yarnrock., I'll just say that okay, I don't know. um, I kind of despise Kerfoot in a top six role. He's more of a bottom six utility guy uh like just. I don't know the stuff that he does with the puck just pisses me off. I, I feel like I don't know. You're, I, I feel like Matthews did play well um, in the Carolina game, and he played well in the Ottawa Senators game. Like the, I, I, I think I tweeted something like this: like the, the Leafs expected goals percentage, so their chance percentage was thirty one percent against Carolina and like twenty nine percent against Ottawa, something like that. Austin Matthews was up at sixty-seven percent against Carolina and over seventy percent against Ottawa. So essentially, when Austin Matthews was not on the ice, it was a total and utter disaster. The Leafs could just couldn't couldn't do anything. They couldn't keep the puck out of their own end, pretty much. And like so, to your point, can you is the carry your own line thing something you're going to carry into playoffs? I mean, I don't know the the one thing. Like you could say, oh look, it looked great in these two games. I don't know tonight. I don't know how it really worked out. I don't think it really did. Well, I think uh, most of Austin Matthews' chances actually came from uh, passes from Mitch Marner. So, yeah, yeah. Well, tonight the- it kind of fell short. But also, the one thing I I want to point out, okay, he looked great. Did did uh, like did the second and third lines do much? Not really. No, so it's like I don't know. We've seen Nylander carry his own line, but it's like he was he. It was never really like we like in games. Okay, the 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 game where he played with Lafferty and Yarncroft, he carried his own line there. We've seen moments where he looks really good with Alex Kerfoot, but like it's it's not the most sustainable kind of option because those aren't the most sustainable centers. So. Like, I'm not saying Nylander can't carry his own line. I think he would look terrific with Ryan O'Reilly, but it's like, I don't know. He's, like, everything just feels so awkward with the Leafs right now. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. i and... not giving up. I'm not. No, of course. But it's just, it, it's, it feels off. Like, to yeah, win well... a game 5-4 against the Sens in a shootout on Saturday, like, and just to be to give up 52 shots to the Ottawa Senators. We're playing some decent hockey, but it's like, I don't know, like there is something not a hundred percent, not a hundred emoji. We'll call it here. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I think
2: it's, ah, it's, it's so tough with Matthews though. Right. Cause I think he does have the ability to do that, but you're right. Like this game we saw when, when poop hit the fan, um, mm-hmm. like he went back to bunting Matthews, Marner. Yeah. Tavares, Nylander and Kerfoot or was, I don't know if he's your, whoever, whoever it was like, and it's like, why why are we doing all this? If that's just what you're going to go to come game one of the playoffs. Cause like, if that's you're a good point, right. Like if <laughs> why, what's the point of this? Are you trying to like hide your hand from like John Cooper? Does Tampa even care? I doubt it. Right? Like, what is the point of this? Other than the fact that, like, again, like we said earlier, even though I feel like it means less forwards to play together, um, why not just try and build up that line chemistry and get guys going and feeling confident with the guys who they're playing with? Um, So, yeah, like, I I don't know. But one, one thing's for certain, though, with this deployment of our lineup right now with Nylander, when Nylander was on that third line, is that you're right. We don't have that center depth to do this unless... O'Reilly and or sorry O'Reilly and Tavares are separate because if they're together, yeah. this is not happening. Like Willie Nealander no. will be probably be with Matthews or JT and O'Reilly and Marner will be with Matthews or the other line, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, I don't know. Uh, in conclusion,
1: like uh, yeah, but it, when you so what you brought up with the oh when. Things started not going very well. He went back with Matthews, da 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 da. Like the Leafs lineup right now, we're saying, oh, he's trying things to see what's going to work for the playoffs, trying things out. Let's see what works, and all that jazz. What the hell did they try out that they were seriously considering that they were going to play in the playoffs? For the past nothing. three games, even. Nothing. Three or four games. Feels like nothing. Like the only, what was this a test run for? Like, you took a Honda Civic out onto an F1 track. Oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll race this thing. No, you're not. You were never going to do these lines. So, what was the purpose of all of this? What was the purpose of this show and dance of of calling out Nylander to the media? Oh, he's got to get his feet moving. Like, uh, uh, all right. But, like, we have 10 games until the playoffs starts and you're putting them with Lafferty and McMahon as a punishment.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Did you think that was a punishment?
1: Well, it was, um, uh, when, when the coach says you got to get your feet moving, it's not really a kind thing, right?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think the whole,
1: the way he said it was like. To get him going. But yeah. it's like the I, I funny don't... thing is with like putting those three together, like to get him going, like who on that line, if you're gonna get Neilander going, who of the other two options are the playmakers? That was Bobby Mc... tonight, Bobby McMahon had his first point, his first NHL point. That was his first assist since like January, including the AHL. He's a goal scorer, he's a pure goal scorer. Like Sam Lafferty is not the it's a whatever playmaker is not the greatest. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, no, yeah, that's definitely a weird, fit, weird. Yeah.
2: But yeah, it's like what? I don't know. It's just yeah, it's uh, so unfortunate what happened to Ryan O'Reilly because, again, like yeah, he gives he'll he'll give this team so much clarity and yeah, in in least fashion we're not gonna get it until that clarity until well
1: we won't know what happens until like we get to that playoffs so. Yeah, don't know and it also sucks. Go. Sucks what happens with uh, what happened with uh, Matthew Nice. Plays on a very good college team All that will the... probably go deep. Yeah. <laughs> like the
2: best college team in the country, the best, <laughs> the
1: the number one rated college team in the country. He plays for them. Kind of sucks for the Leafs. I'd like. I would have liked them to play tonight, right? Yeah,
2: honestly. And so, I f- I feel like we checked this again, but the last game of the five the, the Frozen four, Frozen four is April sixth to eighth, uh, in okay. Amalie Arena. So at least he'll get comfortable there. Um, yeah, but yeah. So if they we have a game on the sixth, a game on the eighth, and then a game on the tenth, eleventh, and thirteenth. So we might be seeing them thirteen okay. early at earliest, maybe last six games of the season. Latest last three games of the season, and that's assuming he comes in and plays for this team, which again, like knowing how we treat our, I don't want to say treat our prospects, but like our, our prioritizing of, I don't want to say veterans, but like more NHL Mm -hmm. players who've shown something in the NHL over guys who haven't like, who's to say
0: he will even play. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, I mean,
2: Positive notes from the week: Kerfoot scored a goal finally, even though it was in a shootout.
0: Um, that's positives it. of the week. Yeah, it's like might as well just drop some of those right now. I guess I don't know.
2: Um,
1: I mean they went up early in the Ottawa game and the uh, in the Ottawa and Carolina game. That was yeah. good. Yeah, and they played well in the Carolina game too. That was like probably Carolina game was an interesting one. I have a bunch of notes here on it. Um, so yeah, they you had to grit that one out. It was 10 forwards, right? Um, you just, it kind of failed to get sustained pressure in the offensive zone, which was why they didn't get that, that many shots. Um, they, they got slammed by breakdowns in the neutral zone, as I mentioned, and off of line changes to, or, or sorry, in the neutral zone and uh, bad line changes, that really killed them there too. But they were helped out by the fact that um, Ajo was playing with Yessi Puliary, who've talked about his finishing ability on this show. It sucks, but the Leafs really did take advantage of breakdowns from the the Hurricanes in the neutral zone as well. Like they, the Riley goal was a breakdown at the the. Belief's blue line by the Hurricanes. The Marner goal was a breakdown at their their own blue line. The Zach aston re-school, I talk about bad line changes, that was just a late line change that they never picked up, and he was wide open on that one. So they took advantage of opportunities that they were given in the neutral zone, um, and they made them pay for it. I mean, the third period, the, the Hurricanes got a bunch of shots, and it was like, I don't know, there wasn't that many there's maybe one or two that I was like oh that's a pretty good chance but wasn't that that you know stupendous well no no odd man rushes really just like rush opportunities which is a little different but anyways um yeah it was it was a good win it was an unsustainable type of win if you give up that many shots to a bunch of different teams you're gonna lose more the more of those games than you win um the Leafs did score five nice goals. It was they were playing a pretty young goalie in Kochakov, Kochakov, Kochikov, or Kochekov, I can't remember his name. Um, and on top of that, they had some really good chances too. They didn't have many shots, but they had five nice goals. Nylander had a great power play chance. Matthews had three rush chances on top of his goal. Um, and Sam Lafferty gave Gave the Camp a really nice look too. So it was a great it was it was a better game than the Senators game, which was not good.
2: Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that was probably our best game. And the abs game was kind of back and forth. Yeah. That game A event
1: game, but like, it was yeah. still pretty entertaining. I would call it.
2: Yeah. Um, just that team is going to be scary once they get. Landis Cog back. So yeah, they yeah. look good. And. Dennis yeah, Maligan's they, scoring for them somehow. I mean, Hey, surprised He didn't score against us. I'm Also very oh, another, another, another positive. I don't think any former Leafs scored against us this week. Um, and we played Malgin and Engval, but very on brand for Engval not to score against us. That's like Engval, Engval,
1: Engval. I wonder if he won the expected goals share. That would have been an <laughs> Engval win. That would have been a big Engval type win. I'm gonna but... check money puck right
2: now just because you mentioned that. Because they, let's see. <laughs> uh, no, he got absolutely torched. Oh my god, well, 17
1: percent. <laughs> So, wow, yikes. That's funny, anyways. Um, yeah, so moving forward, I think sh- like pretty much what we're looking to see is some actual serious lines, you know, like your Marners with your Matthews or your Matthews with your Kneelanders, your Kneelanders, Tavares, that sort of thing. Like, I like giving Bobby McMahon the opportunity to play with Kneelander, but it's not a serious playoff combination like play what you're going to actually like last year you mentioned we we tried that experiment David Camp with William Nylander like they they then they put it they put them on together in the playoffs and it lasted three seconds but for three straight games they started with that I don't yeah. know why yeah, maybe it was a tactical kind of mind games thing but
2: I don't know if like, it worked I, and I don't think Jonathan I don't think it cares. did anything like,
1: <laughs> I feel like that guy <laughs> just
2: doesn't care about that stuff that the other t- like no, i feel like he's the stupid. most like i don't care what you do we're gonna do what we're gonna do no matter what and you yeah can do whatever the heck you want because we've won
0: two yeah two on top of that and... no
1: more yeah no more bunting on the fourth line like like enough's enough I, I, if the guy's not playing the up to your standards you have to find a different way other than messing up with all the lines messing up all the lines in order to do it um, And as I incoherently ramble, the more that I think about, like the more like we're going to see how much longer we see Alex Kerfoot in the top six. I, I don't know. Uh, I see- can see it going on until Ryan O'Reilly's back. Like this Probably. is getting ridiculous. Probably. What was can- the last, This guy hasn't scored a goal in like 30 games. Yeah, he hasn't I, been doing that not that much at five-on-five five play. I, I haven't been overly impressed by him. But it's like, then again, who else are you going to put there?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like like you said earlier, he's best suited in the bottom six, but somehow always works his way up up to the top of the lineup. So. Yeah, who the hell, actually, who
0: the hell would you put there? Bobby McMahon? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Gotta get creative. Work. Who would you put in top six? That's so weird. I can't even think of anyone. Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, it would by. be,
1: um, sorry, I'm dumb. So if you wanted to do like tonight's line of bunting Tavares Marner, sure. You would just go Nylander, Matthews, Yarncroc. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. So what are your playoff lines look like for forwards? Um...
2: I think I would. Uh, I don't know. It's. What do you mean you don't know? I think I would do. I yeah,
1: so. <laughs> that's some, that's some great journalism. Right yeah, 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 yeah. What are the Leafs' idea lines? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just.
2: I'm just. I just try. I was just trying to buy myself some time here. That's what I was trying to do. Do You want
1: me to go first?
2: No, no, no. I, I got. I, I bought myself enough time now. So okay, go. I think. I do know what I'm gonna do now, and I think I'm gonna. Off the hop, mentioned that it's like a kind of a logic puzzle with playing Marner with Tavares or Matthews, because okay. um, I think that's probably who he's going to play with. There's no other centers that he could play with, unless actually they could do Ryan O'Reilly with him. But I don't think they would disrespect Tavares like that and put like because in my head, whatever line Marner's on is essentially our first line in the sense that they will be against the other team's best line just because of his two-way ability. I think that makes the most sense. So, um, yeah, I I think I would roll with Marner and Tavares together just simply because Matthews without Marner is still a good line, but it feels like Marner without Tavares, or sorry, Tavares without Marner is not the best line. And I feel like Marner with Tavares, the difference between Marner with and without Tavares is much greater than Sorry, I keep saying this wrong. The difference between Tavares with and without Marner is like the gap is much greater than Matthews with and without Marner. I feel like that gap is a lot smaller. Okay, sure. Um, I buy it. Yeah, that's, I don't, I, zero evidence to back that up, by the way. That's just how I feel, how they play together. Um, and just basing off the last two years, kind of. And uh, yeah, from there, I'd probably. Probably let's let's slap Michael Bunting on that line. Why not?
1: Um, and then from there I'd probably go So you'd go Bunting Tavares Marner? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, and then I'd go the same that the, the line that we were rolling today with Matthews. I'm gonna try and keep the same with Crook and Kerfoot. I think that could work.
0: Um and then let's let's have a little fun and go O'Reilly, Nylander, and Matthew Nyes. Let's have some fun with it.
1: You don't I'm, like that. I'm a Not a fan of that. No. You don't like that. So okay. Your, your ideal playoff suggestion has Alex Kerfoot in the top six.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like a pseudo top six. It's like essentially it's nine solid line. Sorry, top nine that you would roll, and then the your fourth line of Lafferty, David Camp, and Nolichari.
0: Um,
2: I mean the, the the chances of Alex Kerfoot being in our top six are very.
1: I think very likely come playoff time. I I so. hate I hate hearing that. <laughs> A lot.
2: Oh man. I mean as long as he's on the ice All and right. they're not scoring, I feel like it's not especially if he's in the top 6 and they're not scoring, I'm okay with that. But you need to score. That's true. We, we already
1: went through this whole thing where if, it was our top 6 couldn't score but they weren't getting scored against. If you're playing but in with Montreal, Aust- what if happened? You're
2: playing with Austin Matthews and Cali? Arn- I I feel like if you're playing with those two guys, you that line's gonna score. So I you'd
1: you'd hope at least. Maybe. But
2: what do you what's what's your ideal lines?
1: I mean sure, I'll stick I'll keep with yours with the
0: Yarncroc nylander I guess. Mm.
1: Okay. So Marner Tavera's Yarnkroc. Okay. Uh Bunting Matthews Kneelander. Okay. Um, O'Reilly, Lafferty, Knies, and then a Chari Camp, Kerfoot, something like that. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind that. I I think I like um
2: O'Reilly Kerfoot Knies maybe better. Yeah, because maybe O'Reilly or like Kerfoot Knies. Yeah, because I think okay. maybe because Lafferty sure. might work better
1: with David Camp. Sure. So I,
2: honestly, no, th- those two guys are kind of interchangeable. Those yeah, Kevin like Papetti like put
1: out a good thread actually on Matthew Nyes, and uh, your brother was messaging me about it, and he said one thing he noticed was like the puck efficiency, Um, and like what was the exact words he used? It was something about something along the lines of, uh, uh "I'm saying um, I'm 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 trying to find it, but I cannot." Puck he was like- saying something about like. Yeah, the puck management. Puck management, I think is yeah, the word. Yeah, puck management was the word, yeah. Yeah, and so like, who's a better puck manager, Lafferty or Kerfoot? It's, it's been Kerfoot from what I've seen, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I, I understand what you mean there. And uh, Kerfoot also is a good puck mover. He can, like, um, transporter, call it. So, that also works into it as well. So, that's, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't care if Lafferty's on the, the fourth line. Like, to be quite honest, I think he'll make an impact if he's on the wing in the bottom six, like just to be a hundred percent clear. I, I, the reason I said O'Reilly Lafferty, I mean, in the one and a half periods that they played together, they, they had, they, they actually did have a couple of decent chances, but, um, yeah, I think something like that could work. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I, and, oh, yeah. and like, like you said with the buck
2: management thing with Kerfa, like O'Reilly's also like, what a, what, what better center would you put like your rookie with than Ryan O'Reilly, yeah. who's like a, one of the, also, best yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's
1: in, a like, very good setup man and Matthew yeah. Nice is a very hard shot. So that'll help you right there.
2: Yeah. Right? It, that, that seems like a seamless transition to get Matthew Nice in uh, there, yeah. there. So yeah, I like that. Those are, those are two, I, I like, I like how you did your lines. And even
1: then like um, you, yeah. you can mix it up. Like I wouldn't mind some another combination. You could keep Matthews Yarnkroc together because Matthews, I don't know, suddenly becomes channels his inner Mitch Marner whenever Yarncroc is on the ice <laughs> seemingly recently. Um and then on and then with and then you have Neilander or Marner on the other wing as well. And then if you wanted to do, I don't know, Tavera's Neilander, Bunting or something like that, you can do that. Maybe that'll work. Um yeah once Ryan O'Reilly comes back you have some you have options but like I I think in terms of your second line left wing or your your that left wing that we said we were missing in the trade deadline like, I think Yarncrock has filled that role pretty nicely
2: Yeah yeah he's been he's been good and I feel like he's kind of done that all season and yeah like like you said about Matthews kind of being a playmaker you mentioned that earlier also on Twitter I don't know if you mentioned that today but yeah Mentioned yeah. that earlier well, on Twitter what that happened just, today? Got an, Primary got an assist, assist on the on the Marner goal. yeah.
1: Nineteenth hey. of the year. I think yeah. that puts him top ten. So
2: yeah. 71, 71 points on the year, sixty-three games. Feels like it's yeah. a down year for Matthews, but he's still almost ten points over a point per game. So it's
1: not, <laughs> not bad. I mean everyone's I up on scoring too. Yeah. And like also you gotta think about it. Like his most the majority of his scoring, um, the majority of Austin Matthews' scoring came last year, came in the second half of the year. So like that was fresh on our minds, like 50 goals in 50 games was technically just past the second half of the year. So his hottest months were the freshest in our minds. So like when you weren't seeing him play to that level, it was like, damn, like he's really far down, but it's like, also he's over a point a game. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm that far down.
2: I'm still going to bet him to win the rocket next year.
1: That'd yeah, be a better price, right? Much better price. Yeah. But not bad. that would be, that's, that's a, it's a good best bet. You probably still won't get a good price. Cause he plays in Toronto, but yeah, yeah we're yeah, just yeah. trying to outsmart ourselves here anyways. Um, yeah. So those are the playoff forward lines there. Don't think there's too, too much else to talk about, like really outside of, like really just outside of we need to start seeing some more serious lines on the forwards and on D2. Like if you want to, like, I don't know, like I don't care if you rotate some of these bottom guys in and out, like actually no, but then you're defeating what I'm saying. Like what what should they do with the D to keep Shannon Gustafson fresh? Because it seems like those, one of those two isn't, aren't going to be, or, or may I don't know. Or maybe Timothy. What Hill. the hell do they do with the D? Like this is getting stupid.
2: I don't know. Just the most important thing is get McCabe a partner. I actually don't care what they do with the D, other than just get McCabe some stability.
1: I think it'll be Brody. I hope so because on the, on the
2: panel seems to think that Morgan Riley and DJ Brody need to play together. And I, I eh, anyways,
1: there's that too. I mean. And then who would? And then McCabe Logren has had its I, moments. I I, they're like. they're
2: not going to do McCabe Logren because I don't no, think that won't. the trust the trust is not there from Sheldon Keith to put Logren in those positions where you'd want McCabe to be. That's my
1: one hundred percent two cents on it. But um, anyways, yeah. so if it's not Logren, it's not rody Then who the hell is it?
2: Luke Shan, Justin Hall. I don't know. Probably probably. It'll probably be Justin Hall. That's usually the the answer when it comes to shell and Keith with that stuff. So, yeah, seems like he's always the answer. That's uh,
1: I don't know. That's kind of a shitty answer. Not not like not like I don't like your answer. Like I I think it's reasonable. I think it's viable. I think it will. Ha- it could very well happen. I just don't like hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's like wanting a pony for Christmas and getting a pair of wet socks, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's entirely possible. I I'm surprised they haven't tried Riley and McCabe together. I wonder why that hasn't been. Something. I think it's just
2: because they see McCabe as the left left-handed defenseman. I don't think they see foresee him pushing over to the right side. And if, even if you do, who's the That's third? True. Like, is it Gustafson as our third left D? Then you have. Yeah, a, that's, Riley, a, that's Riley, actually Zee, a really good point. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. They don't see. Yeah. It's pretty clear that they don't see him as a right D, as, at least as of this season. But maybe next season. Maybe Probably next not. Season. <laughs> Probably not. But that's a good point there. Um, okay. Yeah. So we have our forwards. I think the forwards to me is a lot more clear than what the D is going to be simply because outside of like Brody and McCabe there's a lot of deficiencies in the other ones yeah so yep. we'll see take it day by day just like the uh Jim Benning conference press conference from I think it was last year yeah we're just taking this day by day alright jim <laughs> anyways that's all i had for today Matt Murray bounced back performance. We I don't know how we didn't talk about that at all. Forty eight saves. He's still not our starting goalie for playoffs, but that was pretty cool to see in his former building, right up, yeah, right in Jason's dome.
2: Yep. right in my dome.
1: Right after the Jason. game, I I thought played. he wasn't.
2: I thought he wasn't going to play. He played.
1: Well, because they called up, they emergency yeah. recalled Joseph Wall right before the game, and yeah. right away everyone just went mental, like. What's wrong with this guy this time? What what could it possibly be? And it's just like, oh by the way, Samson having it's actually Samson on <laughs> We're starting Matt Murray and he's gonna play awesome, which he did. So yeah. All right. That's all I had for today. All right. Um who are we up
0: next? Uh we got the Panthers on Thursday.
2: Uh then we Ooh. get get the Canes again on Saturday. Predators Mm. on Sunday. All three road games. And then...
1: On Sunday?
2: We have a Saturday-Sunday? Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. And then we don't play until Wednesday against the Panthers. Love that. Isn't it
1: Wednesday and then Saturday again?
2: Wednesday and then Saturday again. And then another... Oh, we have two back-to-back Saturday-Sundays. That's so weird. That is such good scheduling by the NHL. It's like... She
1: almost get an award. Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Is that seriously the schedule?
2: No, for this week, it's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, then Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Yeah, but there is a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yes, yes. Streak. Yes. Fanatics, it's the official jersey licensor. We're getting either five games in a row, or no games at all. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like, what the hell is going on with this league? Ooh. Who's in charge
2: here? Think we know. Anyways.
1: Anyways, that's all I had. You have anything else? I'm good. Alright. Thanks everyone for listening. Go let's
0: go.